Welcome to the Omnicare Infusion Nurse Podcast Series. We are excited to provide the Infusion Podcast Series to you. Our goal is to touch on relevant infusion topics that will help manage patients with infusion needs. This podcast marks the launch of Omnicare's One Pump, One Patient campaign, which is directed at mitigating the risks of transmitting pathogens through the improper use of infusion pumps. With the current COVID-19 situation, I cannot think of a more relevant infusion topic to discuss. My name is Sherry Lockin, and I will be your host today. Also joining me on the podcast are Deb McCarthy and Nancy LaPiccolo. We are all nurses specializing in the field of infusion therapy with Omnicare, a CVS health company. Combined, we have over 90 years of infusion nursing experience. So I guess, Deb and Nancy, that must mean we know what we're doing. <laughs> so we will be your subject matter experts for today's discussion. As I know all of you are aware, microorganisms are present all around us in our everyday life, and most are harmless. However, a small portion can cause infections if transferred on medical equipment. COVID-19 pre presents additional challenges. One mode of transmission of harmful microorganisms can be on medical devices. So today we're going to discuss specifically infusion pumps and the role they play in potential transmission of microorganisms. We will provide you with infection control practices that you can employ to safeguard your patients from exposure to harmful viruses, fungi, and bacteria. So Deb, let's start at the very beginning of a pump being used. How would a nurse receive an IV pump for a patient with a new IV order? The facility will receive an IV pump from the pharmacy with the initial delivery of IV medication and supplies for a new order. That pump will arrive in a clear plastic bag that indicates that the IV pump has been disinfected, tested, and is ready for use on the assigned patient. The nurse should see a small plastic bag attached to the pump that contains a pink biohazard bag that is used to return the pump when the patient's infusion therapy is complete, and a pump return form. Um, there should be a patient-specific label on the outside of the plastic bag and or on the return form. And just a reminder that the facility staff should plug, plug that pump in to maintain the battery charge. That's a good reminder. I hate to have a dead battery when you needed to use it. Um, so Nancy, a nurse has a new ID order, but the next pharmacy delivery isn't going to arrive until 10 p.m. tonight. Can the nurse use a pump from another patient until the new one arrives? Well, Sherry, as tempting as that sounds, no. For infection prevention reasons, the IV pump should not be taken from room to room. One pump, one patient, remember. So a used patient pump is contaminated and needs to um, not only be cleaned, but tested before it's used again. And as a matter of fact, this practice of reusing the pump can result in a survey issue with an F-tag from a state surveyor, and that F-tag would be F755, and this tag reads, training competency regarding the operation, limitations, monitoring, and precautions associated with medication, administration devices, or other equipment. So Sherry, keep in mind the IV antibiotics and basic IV solutions that we find in the IVE kits or OmniCells can be run short-term using the tubing known as the manual rate control of flow device. Um, sometimes nurses call those dial of flows until an IV pump arrives with the next delivery. In fact, it's important to be sure the nurses are familiar with the use of manual rate control of flow devices, but they're very easy to learn. 
So Nancy, how would a facility request training on how to use those dial of flow administration sets if they've never used them before? Yeah, sure. They can just reach out to their local infusion nurse educator, account manager, consultant pharmacist, or IV department and request some support on the use of a control of flow device. Now keep in mind there are some solutions or medications that do require IV pump. For example, parenteral nutrition, pain management, inotropic medications, to name a few. But facilities that have a parenteral nutrition IVE kit should have a house pump to get those fluids started. But pain or heart failure medications, uh, Dilaudid, morphine, Primacor, dobutamine, um, are not in the IVE kits or omnicells. And the pharmacy will send the appropriate pump along with the medication, most likely after some communication about those patients. Thanks, Nancy. Uh, you mentioned the house test pump. How, how would a facility go about getting one, and is there a charge? Yes. Uh, the facility uh, management can arrange to have a house stock pump routinely in their building. Uh, for starting first doses. However, there is a fee for this service, and the actual cost will depend on the contract with the pharmacy. And a facility can find out what that cost is by contacting their infusion nurse or account manager. But Sherry, it's important to mention that most facilities choose to not have a house pump for a variety of reasons, and everything in the IVE kit or OmniCell, except for TPN formulas, can be given by gravity with the control of flow devices until the pharmacy brings a pump with the next delivery. That's a, that's a good idea. Um, so what's the process for using house stock pump if a facility has one? Right. Uh, the nurse using a house stock uh, pump for a patient needs to pull it from its designated location where it was plugged in, as Deb mentioned, and fill out the paperwork found inside the bag, alerting the pharmacy who it was used for and fax that paperwork over to the pharmacy. The pharmacy will then assign a new house stock pump and send it to the facility as a replacement. I've often heard nurses thought, say that they thought their facility even owned their pumps. Yes, I've come across that too, and it is very rare for a facility to own their own pumps due to the ongoing maintenance requirements. And also keep in mind the Omnicare um, Sigma pump have a master drug library that is maintained as well. So for all these reasons, pretty much all of our customers rent the pump. Uh, that makes sense. Um, Deb, can you explain why the facility nurses shouldn't clean the pumps and reuse them? Yes, Sherry, that's a frequently asked question. Omnicare pharmacies follow a strict cleaning and testing process in between patient use. So for this reason, the facility should return infusion pumps to the pharmacy as soon as possible after the patient's infusion therapy is completed. This allows the pharmacy staff to complete a multi-step inspection that includes several important patient safety interventions. What exactly does the pharmacy do with the pumps? The pharmacy follows a detailed process when they disinfect and inspect after each infusion pump. So this is completed and documented in an electronic tracking system that was created to adhere to manufacturer's guidelines. The step-by-step -step checklist includes a volumetric accuracy test, as we all understand the importance of delivering medication and fluids as prescribed. And then, for example, a test of the downstream occlusion alarm to ensure it is functioning as it was intended to. This alarm is an important safeguard to prevent catheter occlusion. 
Another step is to test the level or volume of the alarms. And it is important to note that these steps minimize the risk of exposure to infection for the patient and the facility staff while minimizing the risk of pump malfunction and patient harm or rehospitalization. Are there any other key things that the pharmacy does with the pump? Yes, of course, there is more. We ensure that annual pump maintenance is performed per manufacturer's recommendations. As a pharmacy vendor, we are responsible for the ongoing monitoring and maintenance of our infusion pumps following strict FDA medical device regulations. Lastly, we facilitate the prompt return of a pump to the manufacturer in the event of a recall by the FDA or by the device manufacturer. Uh, that's a very important step, too. Um, so now let's dig a little bit deeper on infection control. Nancy, what kind of organisms can grow on the pump, and how does it get on the pump? Well, bacteria, virus, pathogens, whatever you want to call them, are everywhere, including gathering on the IV pump. So anyone who has a contaminated hand and touches the pump will contaminate it. Uh, we touch those pumps for so many reasons. And we need to remember all those germs are there. So get the pump off the pole as soon as the therapy ends and into the pink biohazard bubble wrap bags that come with the pump and send it back to the pharmacy. And actually, those bags should just stay with the pump. That's a good reminder to all of us nurses. Nancy, can you share some of the ways that the nurses might contaminate the pump? Sure. Uh, the nurses might be placing an IV and get blood on their gloves and then touch the pump. Uh, CNAs may be handling the pump to move them out of the way during care. Nurses may be caring for a patient and the pump alarm, so they silence the alarm with their dirty glove hands. All are typical scenarios, as you can imagine. But Sherry, to that point, uh, we need to be mindful to bleach wipe down any pump with obvious contamination. Um, never spray direct disinfectant on the pump screen, just a gentle wipe and air dry. Yeah, absolutely. Good reminder um, that spraying right on the pump can actually cause cloudiness in the film on that screen. So good reminder to just wipe it um, and let it air dry. Uh, Deb, how would a facility nurse return a pump to the pharmacy when the patient's therapy is done? What are, what are the steps? Well, that's sometimes confusing to facilities, and it's really important information. When the patient's therapy is discontinued, the facility nurse should return the pump to the pharmacy as soon as possible. The nurse should simply use the pink biohazard bag and place the pump inside it. The pink bag indicates the pump is considered a biohazard as it has been used on a patient. Facility staff should follow infection prevention procedures for proper handling when removing pumps from the patient's room. Strict hand hygiene protocols must be followed when handling the used pumps. Then the next step is the facility nurse should complete the pump return form that includes the courier or driver's name and signature when the pump is picked up. This is the facility's proof that the pump was given to the driver or courier for the return to the pharmacy. Do the nurses need to make a copy of this pump return form for the driver or the pharmacy? No, that is not necessary. However, they should save that completed form for their records as is, is proof that they returned the pump. And, and where do the nurses store the pumps while waiting for the next driver or courier to arrive? Well, I think that the facility should segregate used infusion pumps while waiting for the courier to pick them up. And remember that the dirty pumps should be stored in an area of the facility that will prevent contamination of clean or sterile 
products, so don't store the pumps in your med room. <laughs> Omnicare infusion pumps are compact and easy to lose, so a designated pickup tote might be a solution. And Deb, have there been any changes to the process during COVID-19 pandemic? Yes, Sherry, another great question, as we have altered our usual pump return process during the COVID-19 pandemic. COVID-positive facilities have not been able to return the pumps as usual, or some have delayed in returning pumps to their pharmacies. Under COVID-19 guidelines, the pumps are double-bagged and after each single patient use so that the pink biohazard bag is placed in a clear bag. The pharmacy will quarantine the pumps for several days. As you can imagine, this results in a delay um, in recording the pump return in our tracking system. Couriers will not pick up pumps at the nurses' stations as they did prior to COVID-19. All customers have designated pharmacy return areas where the couriers pick up the pumps. And due to the necessary changes, uh, couriers can't sign that pump return form, so the facility nurse should print the name of the courier on the pump return form and then print COVID-19 where it asks for the courier's signature. They also should put the date on the form and retain the pump return form for their proof of return. Unfortunately, some of our customers have decided to clean the pumps at their facility and may have reused pumps on other patients, and we definitely don't want that. Remember, one pump, one patient. Um, they can rest assured we'll return to the original process after COVID is conquered. Thanks so much for that update. Um, and thanks so much to, to Nancy and Deb for joining us today and sharing all of this information. In closing, our ultimate goal at Omnicare is to provide clean, well-maintained infusion pumps for each patient use. And in order to accomplish this, all IV pumps need to be returned timely to the pharmacy and never reassigned to another patient. The process that we've reviewed today will aid in minimizing the risk of infection to your staff and most importantly to your patients. And remember, one pump, one patient. I'd also like to thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We truly hope that you've learned something and look forward to having you tune in for additional podcasts on updated infection control issues and infusion therapy topics. If you have any questions regarding the information that was discussed on today's podcast, please reach out to your local Omnicare infusion nurse educator. Have a great day.